promised myself I would never talk about my story. I always said that I would go to the grave with it. And for years and years, I've said that to myself. And then I find myself 15 years later as a Christian artist and I started singing at a young age. And that's what God was doing. You know, like he knew I had a story to tell, but. Stay tuned to hear Brooke's story. You won't want to miss it. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Welcome to Positively Joy. Are you living life but feel like something's missing? You've come to the right place. I'm your host, Yvette Walker, and here we discover the true meaning of joy and learn that it's not just a feeling, it's faith. Jesus says in the Gospel of John chapter 15 that we can be filled with the only joy that will complete us simply by abiding in the Father's love and doing His will. This season, we will explore finding joy by walking with God in our everyday lives. Stay with us and hear other stories as they too have walked this path of discovery. I'm pleased to launch the new season of the Positively Joy podcast with this talented and discerning daughter of God, Brooke Robertson. Brooke was sexually abused as a child and decided to tell her story through God and through song. Brooke talks about how she walked with God through this process and how he's a daily companion. Here's Brooke. So scared of the moments, trying to escape. Afraid if she told, she'd be the one to blame. She better keep quiet and Thank you so much for taking some time from your busy touring schedule to to talk to us today. Uh, Thank you so much. What an honor. Thank you for having me. You and I met at the Spark Conference this summer. You you did some worship at the conference and and, uh, I got a chance to meet uh, one of your team, Jeremy, and then we met and I knew I wanted to have you on uh, on the podcast for really a lot of reasons. The worship was wonderful. You've got such a beautiful voice, but you also have a really beautiful story to tell. So, uh, and I think our listeners will really um, love to hear that today and take something from it. But let's get started and let's uh, maybe let our audience know you a little bit better. So who is Brooke Robertson? So I am just a small town country girl from Southeast Louisiana. And uh, I started 
singing when I was just a little kid. I was probably like 12 or 13 when I started singing. And it's just been kind of cool to see how God's brought me um, through this whole journey. And now here I am sharing my stories through song and traveling the United States and just sharing my testimony. What a cool opportunity it's been. And I wouldn't trade it for the world. All the ups and downs, it's made it worth it. So So speaking of ups and downs, so you started singing at preteen, but you Mm -hmm. had stories that needed to come out, stories of you as a young girl and what you experienced. Um, So I want want to hear about that, but let me just ask you, were you already um, a believer when you were a young girl? Did you have some time to come into that or were you already there? So I didn't really give my life to Jesus. I've always, I grew up in a home. Thankfully, that just kept me grounded. I went to church every Wednesday, every Sunday, buddy, I was there. I went to every church camp during the summers. But as far as getting to know Jesus and giving my life to him, I probably wasn't, I was probably 13, 12 or 13 years old when that happened at a church camp, actually. And so it was after some pretty life-changing events in my life. And Mm -hmm. even though I'd met Jesus and gave my life to him, it didn't uh, solve or fix all my problems, right? It just made it easier to walk through life. And he was showing me who I was going to be and, and just, just giving me that hope to hold on to, even though I felt hopeless. So, um, but yeah, I was a preteen when I gave my life to Jesus. The Positively Joy podcast is a member of the Spark Media Network and can be heard on the Edify app. You know, it's pledge season on some public radio networks. We don't do that here, but we can't exist without your support. Join my friend SP in becoming a Patreon monthly giver. You can give as little as $5 and receive some great benefits. Go to PositivelyJoy.com and click support. So let's talk about that life-changing experience. What happened? So whenever I was around 10 years old, I was sexually abused. And, you know, as a kid at 10, how do you process something like that, you know? And for me, I had two options. I could either make it obvious that I was hurting and tell somebody, or I could just be very quiet. And I was terrified. I was scared. I felt alone. I blamed myself. I felt dirty. And so I shut down and I buried it deep, deep down, became numb to it for so long. And throughout those years of healing, God had placed so many people in my life, whether it was pastor or just a random person who would share their story at church or wherever I was, it was almost like God knew I needed to hear their stories of hope. But I remember this one specific time, this pastor was sharing her story and I remember looking at her and I'm just like, I could never be that brave. How is she able to stand up there and give her story? Like, how do I get there? You know, and I remember just feeling so uncomfortable, but I felt God was placing her in my life for a reason. And so, you know, I, years would go on and I would bury it deep down still and not want to talk about it. It was one of those things that would surface every now and then, like a memory does, but I could bury it back down, you know, and, and mm-hmm. I would put on a pretty face the next day. Like I would cry myself to sleep at night, even as a little kid and uh, just pretend like nothing ever was wrong. I mean, I didn't have those red flags. I was a straight A student. And my mom had to make me go to bed because I was doing my homework. You know, like I was very studious. I was a goofy kid, which some people made 
would say that that is a, a red flag, but I'm still goofy. So I, <laughs> I think it's just me. And maybe that was just like, you know, God's way of protecting me. I don't know. But throughout those years, I always promised myself I would never talk about my story. I always said that I would go to the grave with it. And for years and years, I, I said that to myself. And then I find myself 15 years later as a Christian artist. And, you know, I just talked about, I started singing at a young age and that's what God was doing. You know, like he knew I had a story to tell, but I was praying for direction. I remember I'd just gotten off a tour. It was my first ever nationwide tour. I was like at this ultimate high place in my life as an artist. I felt like I had signed to a record label. And then right after this tour, I felt like I could hit rock bottom. Like I was like doubting myself. So God, I feel like I'm not good enough for this. There's so many other people out there that can sing better than me, that can speak better than me, that can play guitar better than me. Like, why do you have me here? You know, there's so many better songs out there. And God just stopped me and said, Brooke, it's, it's not about how qualified you are, right? It's about how willing you are. And I just need you to be willing to let me use you. And it was, it, it made me take a step back because I was becoming selfish and God was reminding me it wasn't about me. It was about him and glorifying his name and who he is. And so I was praying for direction. I had to write this record that I just released in 2020. I say just 20, 2020 is like <laughs> gone. That's crazy. I know. It's been years. Okay. <laughs> so I was praying for direction for this record. And I was like, God, what are songs that people need to hear? You know, like, what are stories that are going to reach people on a deeper level? What does that even look like? And like this story at the time didn't even cross my mind because it's something I'd, like I said, never even thought I would be sharing. Yeah, you buried so, it. Yeah, I did. And uh, I just was praying over like a course of several weeks, just praying, God, what do you want? What's your heart? And one night, I can remember so specifically, it hit me like a ton of bricks. It was my story. Mm. And I said, God, there is absolutely no way. I'm going to be able to share that. Like, I'm okay. I don't need to talk about it. You know, we've, we've dealt with it. I thought, (laughs) and I don't know about you, but like when it's God, it doesn't leave you until you like address it. And so that's what I knew because before I could just bury it back down, but this time it wouldn't leave me. And so I knew it was, it was something different and it was from God. But first I was like, God, I need clarity. Like I'm not strong enough to share this, you know, I have to share my, my mom and dad, I have to tell them I have to share it with my friends and family, which I have a very big family. And then where I was at the whole world, you know, so it just seemed terrifying to me. And I didn't know even how to navigate that. And so, so I was like, let God, me, I need- yeah, let me, let me just clarify something. So you had not told your family no. yet. Wow. Mm-hmm. Wow. So God was asking you to tell the world and you had not told the people closest to you yet. Right. Oh, Okay. So that's why it just seemed way too big for me. Yeah. That makes sense. And so I I fought God naturally <laughs> for so long. And I was like, there's no way. And I just felt God say, Brooke, people are hurting. They're hurting. And I said, okay, well, I need you to give me the strength. I need you to show me how to do this. I need you to just help me out. I need you to give me clarity. And how my life works. I never get the clarity that I want. You know, you want this like big arrow pointing this way, right? I never get that. It's always something very uncomfortable (laughs) that I have to do. (laughs) And so I felt like in my heart, I needed to reach out to my abuser. And so I did, I reached out and I just said, Hey, with what happened, 
I want you to know that I've got to write a song about it, but I want you to know that I forgive you. And so does God and God loves you to find out that this person wasn't a believer. And I was able to share Jesus with this person who hurt me very deeply. And that right there was healing that I needed. Like God had that figured out 15 years ago as a little girl, this moment was going to happen and he was going to use music for my healing, but through forgiveness. So it was kind of cool to see how he's shown me the way. I just had to be willing to do that. And so this person initially was receiving of it and actually apologized. And uh, so I went up and I wrote the song called Taking My Voice Back. And it's basically just a song of freedom that I found my voice through forgiveness. And I wasn't going to let the enemy steal my my voice anymore and, and make me feel angry and bitter and unworthy and all these things. Like I was going to let God have that so that I could walk in my calling and so that I could be free. And so it was like a weight off of my shoulders. Well, fast forward a month before the record release. And this is like a part of my story I just started telling. And I don't know why I've I've held it in, but maybe I just wasn't ready to share it. But a month before the record release, my abuser reached back out and didn't want to call it sexual abuse and didn't want to take the responsibility. And my response before I would shut down, but because I had fully forgiven this person and I'd found my freedom, I realized that that was the enemy trying to keep me silent and like the enemy knows the power in our testimony and our voice. And so the best way to not share that is to keep quiet. And so I was able to realize that was not from God, that God wanted me to move forward. And so I did it. I moved forward and I shared this song with the whole world and what an experience has been. And I've had a lot of people share, you know, their heart and how this song has helped them. And and it's made everything so worth it. But also I've seen the side of it where people are like, how can you forgive that person? You know, how can you forgive someone who's hurt you so deeply? Mm. And I always come back with, you know, forgiving the person that hurt you doesn't excuse what happened. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't give the enemy a hold over your life anymore. And, uh, you know, Jesus, when he was on the cross, and I've shared this at Spark, when Jesus was on the cross, he was being beaten and he still forgave those people, his own people who were betraying him. He said, father, forgive them for they don't know what they're doing. And so if Jesus can forgive and so can I. And so it's just been such an incredible journey to be able to share my story and hear how it's helped other people out. And I've seen over the course of these two years, how the enemies try to keep me silent and how he's tried to stop my story from being shared. And I won't let him stop me anymore. <laughs> wow. I hope that encourages whoever's listening. Yeah. So you have graciously allowed us to play a little bit of your song, but I wonder if you would sing it a cappella just a little bit for us right now. I'll do it. This will be a first for me. I don't even have my guitar. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> I'll go. Okay. Taking my voice back, I'm writing my song. And nothing can stop you. Gonna move on, gonna learn to forgive you. You've taken enough. Though I feel alone here, I know that I'm not. I'm taking my voice back. Wow. So the first time I heard that, I got this feeling just like kind of goosebumps. I got it again just Uh. a minute ago. Um, so beautiful, so beautiful. 
And it's so, you know, it's that kind of song where, you know, it's, 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 you know, great to listen to even kind of catchy, but the, you know, and you don't think about a sad experience like that. Right. But it's just, you know, it just really speaks to you. So you were successful, as you said, you were coming off of a tour. Um, when you, when you wrote this song and you just said that you thought that the enemy was really trying to, to not let that song get out. Did you feel that your success or any kind of um, aspect of you in the industry, did that change at all? Or did people completely embrace you um, and your story? Oh, that's a tough one. Cause uh, I would say the industry, we released it as a single and I've had, you know, certain radio stations play it, but um, the bigger, you know, radio stations, it's not something that you hear, you know, and yeah. that's, that's one thing that I took a risk with this last record is I knew that it was going to be different than what's on radio, but my heart going into this wasn't for radio. It was for reaching the hurt. And, you know, I'm just, my heart is for those young 10 year old girls, even boys that have gone through some of the darkest moments that just need to hear that there's hope. Like I was that kid once in the back seat listening to radio songs. And I just picture myself in the back seat and this song comes on and I needed to hear it. And that's where my heart is. And even though I'm not this like huge artist with a tour every month, even though that would be amazing, right? If that's not what God wants, and if all God wants is for me to share my story with just a handful of people, then that's, that's all I want. Like truly my heart is in surrender and, you know, he knows my desires as well, but Mm. also I just want his heart, you know, and sometimes our desires aren't like, we don't fully even understand our own desires, but God truly knows our desires. And that's just my trust with him, you know? And when I wrote this song, um, I kind of started to think too about all the movements, right? All over the world. You hear the Me Too movement, like all of these, these movements. And I'm like, this song could be a movement, you know? And if people would grab one to that and realize that, hey, you know, I've had people even say, Brooke, Me Too, right? And there's nothing against the Me Too movement. I'm not, I think it's brought a lot of light to the issue. Mm -hmm. But what it does is it highlights being a victim, And I'm like, you're not a victim. That's not your identity. And that's not where your life ends. God wants to use that story for good. And there's freedom on the other side if you just let God do his thing. And so that's kind of my heart behind the song and, you know, the movement, I guess you would say, of taking your voice back. So. No, so awesome. And, and you do have a voice for radio and you could have gone on and, and been chasing that other kind of success without this getting healed. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. This got healed because of your willingness to surrender and submit and say, yes, Lord, when he asked you to do this and you are healthy. Yeah. You are healthier now. And I, you know, I just talked about that song. It's got a deep message, but it's, you know, but it's, it's, it's even maybe using the word catchy. I hear joy in that song. (laughs) Yeah. I hear real joy in that song. How, how do you get joy how are you taking joy from where you are now? Yeah. I mean, just to kind of go off of that, I don't think, I mean, just even sharing my story for the first time when I w- went up to write this song with the songwriters, 
I was a hot mess. Like I was crying. I didn't know how to even share what had happened, but it was healing for me. And then it's kind of just become easier and easier to share my story. I mean, there will be moments where I will cry, but it is a story of hope. And I don't want people to feel triggered or, or hurt by it. I want them to know that they can have true joy in Jesus, no matter their circumstances and no matter what they've been through. Um, when you're walking with the Lord, you're going to be attacked here and there. You're going to be, it's not always the easy road and it's not going to be fixed, but it is possible because Jesus is there. And I want people to just know that. And I don't ever want to sound cheesy or anything, but it's just my true experience with the Lord. And it hasn't always been an easy road for me, but I have joy because I have Jesus. So, Amen. Amen. Um, boy, I'm, I'm so happy to hear that. I'm so happy for yeah. you. No, really. Um, but first you had to tell the people around you. I know that was hard. Mm-hmm. And I'm not asking whether or not, you know, they completely supported you or whatever. But after you did that, you were, you were ready. Is that what oh, yeah. be good to say? Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, you know, what's crazy is I wrote the song and then told my family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what? Because I knew I had to do it no matter what, like I knew I had to do it and I couldn't fight that. And so I knew that if I wrote the song, I had no choice but to tell my family. Whereas like, I feel like I would have probably drugged my feet a little bit if I wouldn't have done that. Um, but just to tell you a little bit about how it's for my family, I have a giant family. I mean, aunts, uncles, cousins, whole bunch, mm-hmm. but I was most terrified to tell my dad. My mom, uh, you know, she had, she blamed herself and, uh, you know, my parents always taught me right from wrong. And I think that's why I carried so much shame is because I knew, but I, it was something that I was stuck in, you know, it's something that I literally could not get out of. And mm-hmm. so I made sure to reassure my mom that, and just for her to know that I was okay was enough for her to just love me and to just love to see where God had brought me. But when I told my dad, I told them separately. I think that was a good decision. Um, my dad, he's a he's a very protective guy. Yeah. And so that's I've always been very quiet about it because I, I never wanted to lose my dad. And so the night before I was gonna tell him, I remember I had the notes section in my phone, I had everything typed out perfectly of what I was going to say, how I was going to say it. And I began, I'm not an anxious person. I began to just well up with anxiety and I didn't even want to do it anymore. And I was like, I felt God say, delete the note, delete it. Mm. And let me walk into that conversation first. And so I said, okay, God, you're going to have to just do this. You're going to have to just speak through me because I don't even know how to even start this conversation. And so I was working in his shop the next day and I, you know, I walked up to him and I asked him if we could talk and immediately his face just got serious. Cause I don't, you know, it's very random. And so I just told him and it hit him hard and he just gave me a big old bear hug and uh, apologized for it happening and all of that. And after we talked, he went about his day and you could tell he kind of been thinking about it for a while. And he, he told me later on that evening, he said, if you can forgive this person, then I can too. Mm-hmm. And that's when I knew God was doing something big because that's something 
that a daughter wants to hear from her dad, you know, that I never thought that he could even say that for him to say that I was like, okay, God, what are you doing? And then just to go around to certain family members and realize that their stories were similar. And they even, yeah. And it was like, okay, this is healing on a way deeper level than I ever could wrap my head around. And this was before I even released it to the world. So I just, God was giving me a glimpse of what my story could do. And it was just so reassuring. And it taught me how to share my story because I had to go around and tell everybody, you know, I couldn't get everybody round up together, but God was allowing growth and he was showing me how to share my story in a way that shared hope and not hurt. And so, so thankful for that. Looking back now, it was not easy. Then. <laughs> I just think it's so smart that he told you to write the song first. Mm-hmm. And then, because if you had gone through, I mean, it's, and again, you're not a victim, but when someone has to tell their story over and over and over again to different people or for example, say if it had been reported to the police, you know how you have to tell that story over and over again. Right. It can be so right. devastating. So the fact that you had written the song first was so smart. The Lord is, he knows what he's doing, right? He was giving me <laughs> responsibility. We have responsibility here. And so he was giving me that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you are, you know, a beautiful singer, songwriter, and I know you have more stories to tell. Uh, so what's, you know, what's next? I mean, this. This has this was important for you because he told you to do it. But have you received anything that says I need to I need to talk about others, not maybe not yourself, but other stories that people need to hear? Mm-hmm. Or or do you think you will um tell the kind, you know, write the kind of songs maybe that you had written before? What's next for you, do you think? You know what's so cool is uh, I've been praying God send me, which is a bold prayer, (laughs) but he's been sending me things that haven't really been God, but it's been seeming, it seemed good. And so he's been showing me his voice and how to discern what's him and what's not teaching me different things. I've been praying like, God, what does this ministry fully look like? And he's given me so many opportunities to clarify that. And I'm leaving actually next week to Phoenix, Arizona for a youth event. and. I'm speaking for the first time. Wow. Yeah. So it's not terrifying, but like I'm a little nervous. So, (laughs) but it's, it's good because God's stretching me, you know, Mm -hmm. like that send me prayer is coming to fruition. And I've been sending, I've been praying that for a long time. And uh, I've always felt like God wants me to speak as well. Like it's not just music. It's a whole ministry. And like as a whole, mm-hmm. um, and I'm actually writing a book right now too. So that's another huge step forward. I, I would have never thought I'd be doing. And so I'm like, God, just speak through me, use me however you want. And, uh, through my uncomfortable, it's going to be good. So, cause it's God. <laughs> yes. I love that. It's going to be good. Cause it's God. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. So one question I like to ask that I think you've already answered is, um, has there been a time in your life where you felt the overwhelming love of God? And I think you've I think you've answered that question, but is there something in your mind that just comes out now that you want to share? Um, nothing specifically comes okay. to mind because it, it seems like it's every day. Like, I'm going to be honest, I'm in this season right now specifically where I feel like I'm being attacked um, left and right. And... <laughs> 
I'll share your story with you. It's very personal, but um, I was on my way to work. I actually have a day job at home <laughs> <laughs> and um, I was driving and people, I hope people don't think I'm crazy. Oh gosh, I don't even know if I should share this. Okay, so <laughs> I'm driving to work and do you ever just daydream and you kind of forget where you're at? Well, mm-hmm. that happened while I was driving. Thank the Lord I did not wreck. He had me, but I had this, he gave me this vision of myself and the enemy or demons were, were attacking me left and right. And it was almost like there was a shield around me and they were bouncing off. And God was showing me, Hey, you have that authority in you. And those, the enemy is afraid of who you carry. You have that authority to push that out. I just need you to trust me. And that was a moment where I just felt the overwhelming love of the Lord. Because, And there's been so many moments that he's given me, but that's one recent that comes to mind if I'm just going to share it. And I hope that it's not too dark, but it's just the reality. Like we're attacked mm-hmm. every day by the enemy and we have to realize that it is from the enemy and that we have that authority to, to lock our home. You know, I had a, a dream that same night that an intruder was coming in and I had to push this intruder out and lock my home. And God was saying, Hey, you have that authority to lock your home and allow what's God to come in your life and not the enemy. You can no. shut that out. And it, so, no. yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, it's just, I'm just like, first of all, it's not too dark. Uh, I love this because in this season we're going into, we are talking about living, living with God every day, basically. You know, not just, you know, my my pastor kind of makes a joke about, and it's not a joke, but about, you know, if you're only going to give God an hour and 10 minutes every Sunday, that's not going to be enough. So, you know, we're talking about kind of walking this out. And 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 sometimes I will talk about, you know, just being with God in the car. And you you just had that, you know, that that same kind yeah. of experience. And so no, I I think that he uses our time, our our somewhat passive time. I mean, I know driving, we're it, we're supposed to be alert, but our, bo- our body, our body is passive. And no, no, no. Yep. I mean, I think he uses that time. That's happened to me. Um, I, you know, I think that he, I mean, I think he, he does have us and I'm not telling anybody out there not to pay attention while you're on the road, but I, I think I that does. It. Yeah, exactly. No, no. I think that that does happen. So um, no, no. I love that you shared that. Thank you. Yeah, and, also, and also just the fact that we have a choice to number one, to listen to him, but to take hold and push, push that intruder out. Um, also to, um, consider what we let into our lives. And, Mm -hmm. and I've mentioned before that I like, I like scary movies, but you know, I also think about there's some things it's like, okay, I'm just not going to watch that. Cause that's just, that's just, I'm, you know, there's a, there's a movie on Netflix right now that I have kind of scrolled through and it's like, no, I'm not going to watch that. Cause that's, I'm, I'm getting a message that I don't need to watch that. So that's the discernment. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I'm a chicken. I cannot watch scary movies. I love them, but there's scary movies and scary movies. And, and, and I think that some just are not for people to watch. And so I think, yeah, I think it is important to have that discernment. So we can go to your website and find out where you are, right? Yes. Yes. Which I probably should update that. I don't know if I've put... Yeah, I've got some up. I honestly, I don't know. I don't know if it's fully updated. If I'm going to be honest with you, <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we'll just keep an eye out. So that's Brooke Robertson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
brookerobertsonmusic.com, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. And where can we find you on social media? Um, I'm all over. I've got YouTube and I've got Facebook and Instagram at Brooke Robertson Music. And then I've got Twitter. I don't really get on Twitter too much, but it's Brooke Rob Music and uh, my website, brookerobertsonmusic.com, where I've got everything. You can find my online store. You can find my um, videos, all my social medias, all of that. Spotify. So, yeah, I'm all over. <laughs> no, that's good. And these days you have to be. You do. You do. Yeah, yeah. Brooke, thank you so much for speaking with us. I mean, I, I knew after I experienced worship with you and, and heard you that we would have a great conversation. And so I uh, thank you for taking the time and for being so honest and vulnerable and sharing, you know, share and singing for us and, and even sharing the recent you know, experience in the car. I mean, all of that. I think that we need to hear that. We need to hear uh, what other people are experiencing and understand yeah. that um, that he is there for us if we just yeah, you're the, open. You're the sweetest. Thank you for having me. You've been so easy to talk to. So that makes podcasts easy when you're easy to talk to. So thank you. Well, no, thank you. Well, all right. You have a wonderful, wonderful uh, summer. And Thank and your you. shows, and I'll keep my fingers crossed for the tour, Thank and you. also for the book, and for the all the you, know, you talking to the kids. I mean, that's just so great. It is. It's a wild life, but I'm so thankful for it. Thank you for listening to Positively Joy. Please leave us a review and a ranking wherever you are listening. Special thanks to music composer Morel Sanders and to editor Susan Marie. For more podcasts, go to thejam.online to listen to Journalists Advancing Ministry about journalists who have left media for the ministry. And go to amazon.com to read Whispering in His Ear, my book of devotions that include life lessons, prayers, and journal writing, along with multimedia songs and spoken word. For Positively Joy t-shirts and other merch, go to PositivelyJoy.com and click shop.